The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And guess what? Today is it's Friday. We're talking with straight out of Compton with O'Shea Jackson, Ice Cube's son. O'Shea is a big wrestling fan, but he's also talking about what it was like to play his father on screen in Straight Out of Compton. Tremendous movie about NWA. Unbelievable movie. Uh, he actually had to go through a pretty lengthy audition process. Uh, just the fact that he was Ice Cube's son and the fact he looks just like him and sounds just like him didn't automatically guarantee him the job. He actually had to shoot scenes with his dad on set watching, which must have been uh, kind of pressure filled. But think about that. Playing your dad in a movie what a what a strange uh, and surreal uh, role that would be he's got some great stories about shooting the film and re-recording all that nwa music rapping like his dad and you hear what it was like growing up with ice cube uh, as his dad great stories about acting music wrestling and having a famous father i know what that's all about o'shea jackson is here but first before we get to o'shea my boy it's not too late to win some instant cash playing one week fantasy football this weekend at draftkings.com so if you use my promo code y2g Jay, you can play for free with your first deposit. Playing one week fantasy football at DraftKings is amazing because you don't have to worry about injuries, bye weeks, or busts. The other great thing about one week fantasy at DraftKings, you aren't stuck with the same lineup week after week after week, and you are never out of the money. You will never have to troll the waiver wire at 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning, desperately finding replacement players. And this weekend, DraftKings is hosting yet another huge fantasy contest with over $100,000 in cash prizes. Up for grabs, up for grabs, up for grabs i am up for grabs use my promo code y2j to play for free and what do you got to lose you got nothing to lose everything to gain you can create a custom league to play with your friends and family or you can join an existing league don't forget DraftKings also have 50 50 contests where the top half of all entries wins money so i want you to go to draftkings.com now and choose your players for this weekend's contest use my promo code y2j play for free with your first deposit that's promo code y2j to play for free for your share of the $100,000 in total prizes being awarded this weekend. Don't forget, only at DraftKings, if you want to play with the Kings, you want to play fantasy football done right, go to DraftKings.com. You go online, you pick your choices, you sit back, you make your money, you never give it up. And remember, eligibility restrictions may apply. See the website for details. DraftKings.com with the promo code Y2J. Win some money and do it now. And hey, Talk is Jericho fans, I know you love to be the first to know what's up with this podcast, who the guests are going to be each and every week, twice a week on Wednesday and Friday, when and where the next Talk is Jericho live podcast is going to take place, et cetera, et cetera. That's why Podcast One has created a new automated email system to make sure you never miss a single episode, all right? That's huge news. All you got to do to get on the TIJ mailing list is go to www.podcastone.com slash Jericho. That's www.podcastone.com slash Jericho and sign up then we'll take care of letting you know exactly when a new show is out who's going to be on it all the information that you need just got to sign up now podcast1.com slash Jericho to get all the information now think of it as the talk is Jericho army forget about the kiss army this is the TIJ army go do it now podcast1.com slash Jericho okay so um here with O'Shea Jackson, who we met backstage at the Staples Center. Yeah, that was dope. And it was cool because you you have been to quite a few shows, right? Yeah, I've been to uh, I've been to a few. I was at the WrestleMania, the first one at Staples Center, mm. and uh, I've been going to Raw for 
forever. Smack, really? SmackDown since they had a fist coming out the wall. You know, <laughs> you know what I just saw the other day that I'd forgotten about was um, Rhino speared me through oh. the Tron. Oh, to, how you forget about that? Yeah, but that, but that was the reason why the new set came with the fist. Oh, see, I didn't. I never even knew that as a kid. Like, yeah, because they were going. They had this new set, so like we got to get rid of the old one. So I was like, we had something going on, and I came up with the idea. Why don't you just have him spear me through the tron? Do it. And there you go. I'm glad that was your idea, man. <laughs> but you're you're a big a uh, big WWE fan, big wrestling fan. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I like to. I always say with the F, but you know, respect. You know, to the E, to the E. <laughs> but yeah, I've been a, I've been a fan. Even um, you know, I don't know if I could say WCW. Uh, yeah, sure, e- even then, uh, when Big Show was giant, uh-huh. you know, and and you, I, I would have you and. Eddie Guerrero over there, and then man, like the Nintendo sixty four games, like all that has been my childhood. You must have been pretty young because yeah, yeah, like probably ten years old or something. How old are you now? Now I'm twenty five. Twenty five. So that was in ninety six, ninety seven. Like, tw- dude, yeah, you must have been like five, well, I'm six, a seven years old. Baby. Yeah, I have an older brother though. Okay, you know, that's standard. All right. Uh, my first, um, my introduction to WWE. E mm-hmm. was a uh, Sega Genesis Raw Raw's War. Oh, interesting. <laughs> that was my first. So because Undertaker, because he was playing it on, or because someone was playing it on the video game, that's how you got into yeah, it. Yeah, like I want to play, and then you start learning the people, and then you watch it. It's over. Ah, but uh, Taker was my first. Like right. he was like so he's dude. the one. He's huge. Probably, probably the best character in WWE history. Yeah, probably. You know, easily. I mean? I, the streak, man. That's up there with Kobe's Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> That's up there, man. I couldn't. Uh, I was heartbroken. You really were. Yeah, and this was is so, only a couple like, years ago. I was so hurt. And it's of course it's Brock. Like I hate you. <laughs> is it weird for you, like when you go backstage and see, like, do you kind of get a little bit fanboyed out? Because you, you, sure. you, we're gonna get through this about how you've just busted through and you're doing so great. But it's always like when you see somebody that you always like. Like, for me, when I met Paul Stanley from KISS, you're still mm-hmm. a little bit like, oh, my God, it's Paul Stanley. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I uh, when I first met Rock, I was uh, sixth grade, okay? Mm-hmm. Way too young for me to even fathom what I'm going to say to him. So I said nothing. Had nothing to say. Had nothing to interact with him with. Now we have the same agent. So, you know, it's like, yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> he hit me, text me like, hey, it's Dwayne at like 7 in the morning. Of course I wasn't awake. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I mean, and then you were saying that uh, in doing this show at school, you said you used to hate me? Oh, yeah, man. I used to. I used to hate you. I could not believe that you beat Rock and Stone Cold. <laughs> same night. I lost my mind. Like, I was so... Hurt as a kid. You and uh, Kurt Angle are the only two people who've ever really gotten under my skin. Really? Now, what was it that uh, you didn't like? You just, I just don't see how you guys are going to win. Like, I just don't see, and you always have some technical way that you just, like, manipulate everybody. And so, as a kid, you're screaming, he's cheating, he's cheating. But, mm. you know, they can't hear you. But did, but do you now, as an actor yourself, do you understand the concept of playing the character, right? Yeah. You're a cool <laughs> dude. Yeah, I wore the king's ring out of respect, you know, shout out to Jericho. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, it, uh, it's, it's such a good atmosphere. And, mm. you know, I really do like the new dudes now. You know, it's gotten to a point where it kind of feels like that rowdiness that I fell in love with. So, you know, mm. I'm a... I've been enjoying the new stuff. It's a good era right now. I, I felt yeah. that too from the first time in a long time. Not that guys weren't always good, but it seems oh, like there's this kind of like oh, ECW guys started coming to WCW, this whole mm. mix of great talent showing up at the same time, which Stacks. just led to this huge roster, you know? Yeah, that's uh, that reminds me of the Alliance days. <laughs> that was just turmoil in my life. So that Survivor Series? Yeah, yeah. Come on now, dude. It's too much on the line. But see, here's the funny thing, too, is that you grew up, obviously, you know, as Ice Cube's son. I mean, yeah. you, you grew up kind of surrounded by spotlight. And, I mean, obviously, when you're a kid, you don't know. Right. But you grew up in the shadow and in the family of, like, this iconic guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what was that? How's that? How is that for you as a kid? It's, uh, you know, at first, it's it's... You just know your dad is different. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really have a grasp of it. I didn't get a grasp of what it meant for him to be Ice Cube till, till I had to be 17, 18. Hmm. We were on tour in uh, Australia. Love Australia. But we were in Australia, and um, a man told me how my father's music helped him become a doctor. And, you know, in, in my head, 
he wrote that in the kitchen, you know? This is like, I've, <laughs> right, I've seen right. him write this, and it affects somebody so much that it, 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 it fueled their fire. And then from there, I realized that that's what you got to do. You have to be the inspiration of somebody because once you are that fuel, that's your highest honor. So when you said you're in Australia, are you on tour on your own or were you on tour with your pops? Oh, no, with pops. Okay. Uh, he, uh, so he'd take you on the road with him? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that for since I was 18. Wow, and yeah. so uh, that's how I started doing Dope Man and started doing the NWA songs with him, uh, just running at his hype, as his hype man. And it's cool to be up there. For, first off, it's a cool photo op. But it's cool <laughs> to be up there because, uh, you know, I get to see him in his element. Mm-hmm. The movies and stuff like that, that's all cool, but... When he's on that stage, he's different, and I see he's really like in it. So, what was some of you, like? Were you on stage with him, or what were some of your responsibilities and duties when you're on the road? You're, well, your crew. So, you know, you got if you got to be extra security, you extra security. Yeah. If we got to take down the stage, we got to take down the stage. But well, I go on there, hype man. You know, uh, as another yeah, artist. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. When he running out of breath. I got to hook him up. You know, <laughs> we all good. So uh-huh. we've been doing that. That's why I uh, I was prepared for Straight Outta Compton. The performance parts was really the easiest part of the movie. The acting was the hardest. It's so unbelievable the fact that you played your father. I mean, obviously, you look, <laughs> spit an image for one. Yeah. But for two, to play your dad in, in that movie, I mean, that's I was trying to think of other people that have done that. I can't really think if there's another actor who played his own father in, in, a, in a biopic. No, it's, it's something that I knew, you know, as I went to film school for uh, – for screenwriting, I'm not an actor. You know, they just <laughs> found me, everybody. But <laughs> it uh, it was something special to me to be a part of that, you know, mm-hmm. to know that I've never seen nothing like that before and to knock it out the park was... Which you did, by the way. <laughs> Man, you, you that was such a necessity. When I first got the role, I was so scared because, you know, I, I'm a college student in the kitchen. My dad comes downstairs <laughs> and says, look, I need you, you know? And when you when your dad says that to you, like what you gonna do? You know, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta answer the call. So in my head, it's either I don't do it and everybody thinks I'm an idiot, or I try out and I don't get it and everybody thinks I'm an idiot, mm-hmm. or it's a bad movie. <laughs> so but none of those it, things happen. Yeah, I know. Thank God. So this was your dad's idea to try and get you involved. Yeah, he felt that there was nobody, and it's only be from the stage, from mm-hmm. watching me on stage. He felt that. There was nobody else that he wanted to play him. And, uh, you know, I went through two years of auditioning, two years of acting coaches, having to fly and live out in New York to be with a coach. Shout out to Susan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it. after two years, nobody can tell you that you're not ready. Nobody mm-hmm. can tell you that this isn't your part. And so that cockiness, that that bravado is what I need for Straight Outta Compton. So was this, are you talking about two years of preparing for the role once you got it? No. Or two years just of training and, and you're going to go on auditions and do the do the thing? Going to auditions, waiting six months without a reply, confused because you don't get it because yeah. you've never been through this. And then go to another one, wait another six months, another one, another six months, another six months. And then a chemistry test and I kill it. Auditions are the worst. Though. The worst. Like, I hate being in there with other actors, being like, "Good luck." Yeah, and you go in there, and the guy's totally stone faced. <laughs> yeah, like, and you're like, "Is that good? Was it bad? Did I suck?" I, you know, we'll call you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll call you. It's racist. So let me ask you. <laughs> it's always racist, right? Racist. See, I can't even do that. I'm just like, they don't like Canadians. <laughs> Straight up. Man. Now you mentioned this earlier, and we'll get back to what we're talking about with Compton. But you said this yesterday. We were going to hook up, and mm. you said you had a chemistry test. Yeah. Now, first of all, I'm looking. And I'm like. How old is this guy? He's not in high school anymore. Yeah, what kind of test, test is this? Dude. What kind of chemistry test he got here? It's a chemistry read screen test. So you're talking about with the other actors yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the cast. Yeah, Just, I have a comedy that I'm trying to get. So it's all about bouncing off each other and being able to come up with witty dialogue. And I mm-hmm. love that. So what do you do? Explain explain that because I've never done that before. It's, uh, you know, they'll, they'll have the scene that we're supposed to do. But, you know, a lot of the times with chemistry reads, you'll have the director of the film there. Mm-hmm. And from there, he might throw you something to improv off just to see if his actors all have the same type of energy. Because with a with a film, it's, yeah, you get the script and everything is, you know, not necessarily by the book. You just have to get the what the words are trying to say in the mm-hmm, scene. Mm-hmm. And if you could get that and keep the flow, you could say what you want. Okay. So this doesn't mean that you have the part. It means that you're oh, in no. contention for it. That means that I'm in the final lap. Which you know, is that's the, great. Yeah, that's always great. You know, go checks. <laughs> so that. so Compton was your first role? Yeah, that was my first anything. Anything. 
So, okay, so your dad says, listen, O'Shea, you got to do this for me. Do you instantly get the part or do you have to go through the whole process? No, we went through the whole process, um, everything. I had to lose 15 pounds in uh, like a month. We lost it in 23 days, hmm. which was the worst feeling in the world. But you felt great afterwards. Sure. But you're just drinking water all day. What did you have to do? 550 uh, calories for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Wow. Which is nothing. It's like three almonds and a piece <laughs> yeah, of lettuce. Yeah, like it's nothing. So <laughs> it was hell on earth, but I knew it was just for, you know, it is for the film. You know, right. if, I may, if I give this my best effort, that's the only way I can be truly satisfied. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Well, plus the thing is too, I'm sure that you're going in this and people are thinking, oh, okay, sure. Uh, here's the, here's Ice Cube's kid yeah. coming in here. So you probably had to work twice as hard to get people's respect, I would imagine, once you know you, you get put up for this part. Definitely. Even, uh, you know, some people on the on the film, you know, shout out to you guys. I'm not going to say anybody. But the people who, some people who uh, work behind the scenes of the film kind of thought the whole thing was gimmicky, you mm-hmm. know. And it's up to me to, to, to show everybody, you know. Everybody can have their idea, but once they see something different, that's when they'll come up with something else. And I knew... In the, in that that little big three, the way that they sold the movie with uh, Easy Dre and Cube, I'm the I'm the third wheel. These are two actors. I'm Cube's kid. You know mm. that that's how I'm looked at. So in my head, I gotta be. If I'm not Luke, I gotta be Han Solo. <laughs> you know, you gotta be Han Solo. You gotta have people when they leave the theater say, "I'd rather be Cube." So (laughs) yeah, that was my goal that whole movie, and I feel like I got it done. See, but I'm sure your dad went through it too, because I know I go through it or have gone through it with with Fozzie. Is that oh, he's a wrestler and now he's a musician. (laughs) Meanwhile, been a musician my whole life. Same with Cube. Oh, Cube's a rapper. He's now he's an actor now, and now of course he's a very established, well known, loved actor. But when you first take that step into doing something, there's always the people that are going to tell you that oh, he's not going to be any good at it. Yeah, you know, and you just have to deal with that and move forward. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta definitely push through it the the only person that should be able to stop you is you Mm. i constantly go over quotes like my parents have fed quotes into me since i was young so like one quote that i got from a teacher actually is go confidently in the direction of your dreams and live the life that you've imagined and like that has got me to college Mm. which got me my my part at straight out of compton which brought me here in front of jericho so like that, that you <laughs> it know, all that comes quote. down to yeah, this. Dude. You know, it, it's interesting. I, the one for me, and once again, I mentioned Paul Stanley from Kiss. He said, "The only people that can't tell the only people that tell you, you can't do something are the ones that have failed." Mm. You know, I'm not yeah. going to tell you can't do something. I do it because you, you'll get that. A lot of people going, "Oh, you can't do this," because maybe they didn't get their own dreams happening. Misery loves that. company. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, how Fears. do you prepare? <laughs> to play your dad because it's your dad there's so much ancillary you know emotions and sort of that sort of thing how (laughs) did you do that i knew if i i have so much of his traits already in me Mm -hmm. that i just had to know when to tone it down and when to like use certain lingo that they used in the 80s and I i knew i would sound just like my dad but i had to make sure that i was always playing chess like as no matter what's happening in the scene, I'm thinking about something else. And I would he would talk to me every day before every scene and just be like, Yeah, I had this on my mind that day. F him and, and you know, you don't really trust him. So, you know, just mm-hmm. like he would tell me clues that as an actor are gold. And so I would use that to my advantage. And I know that my father, to me, you are innocent until proven guilty. To my father, you're guilty until you're proven innocent. So I had to, you know, flip my mantra. Oh, for that mindset at that point in his life? Yeah. Uh, He, uh, you know, everything with a grain of salt. Hmm. Everything. Did you know the full story? I mean, that movie is so incredible in so many different ways. And, and, you know, the the ripoffs of the music business and the riots and the racism and all that sort of thing, the issues with the cops. Hmm. Did you know that story or did you really figure it out once you're... It was, you know, it's always been said throughout my whole life. I, I really didn't get into NWA or even start listening until I was about maybe 11, 13, mm-hmm. you know, uh, older brother, you know, just showing <laughs> me the ropes. And I'd always heard about him. I'm not going to say that I heard about the hotel part, you know, <laughs> but I always heard these uh, these stories. And so that's why I felt so connected to the film. I felt like I was, a, you know, a, a 
a golden piece that nobody was using. You know, I, I got the inside scoops. Like, you know, just right. let me hook it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. And uh, it was really just to make him be appreciated by people outside the family. Because, you know, with, with Prince dying and, and with, with all these legends passing, you always hear them on the radio all day the next day. Oh, he was this, he was that. But he's not here to appreciate it. So I wanted to make sure that's what my man got. Hmm, Yeah. You know, even when you think about something like it's, we've heard about it for so many years. And like I, I was in the '80s, but I wasn't a rap guy. But everyone knew F Police. Yeah. But then to hear the story behind it and just that that venom that was there. Seventeen. Right. You know, just to <laughs> see that, and and it was like I said, such an amazing story and so revolutionary for that time period. Yeah, but they wanted us to film it in, you know, Boston. Mm-hmm. No, no disrespect to Boston except the Celtics, but man, it, it's just like <laughs> this was such a LA movie. You know, it is about LA. It is a straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton, <laughs> yeah. like Hello. It, it is, it's it's something that's so close to home that it couldn't be anywhere else, and it's a real part of LA history and American history. And to be a part of it, for it to be a, a champion amongst the people. Shout out to the Oscars, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's how you that's how you stay legendary. Is once you become a people's champ, and our movie is a people's champ. Hmm. So did you end up filming in L.A.? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, in all over L.A., all over the the finest places we could find, <laughs> <laughs> the real places, the right? real place, all the colors. So, how was it for you to get in there your first time? You know, and you're in there working with guys like like Paul Giamatti, for example, who's just a master, <sighs> beast, master actor, beast. Are, are, you know, are you keeping? I mean, obviously you did. You held your own with them completely, but was it intimidating at first? Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, when you've never done anything. You know, mm -hmm. all I got is an AEE in drama. So like, you know, <laughs> that's what that's what I'm going off of. Yeah. And, um, Paul, the I always say the best thing about Paul Giamatti is that he doesn't know that he's Paul Giamatti. Like he just doesn't trip. Like mm. he's so uh, probably the chillest dude on that whole set. Mm. And uh, he told me. He couldn't imagine playing his father because his father, you know, banned Pete Rose. So like, I didn't know that. Yeah, dad, yeah dude. Really? Paul, that's Paul Giamatti's dad. Now it makes perfect <laughs> sense. I didn't know yeah, that. So right? He was like, yeah, I would not do that. So you know, <laughs> good luck, kid. Yeah. So it, it, he was definitely the veteran, you know, in the rookie locker room, and we're all new actors, you know, fairly new. But me being the newest, I, I definitely have my moments where I'm like, ah, oh, you know, here, here it goes. But then I, I you just got to go back to what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. And mm -hmm. then that snaps me out of anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about playing like my dad. My dad played in the NHL. He was a hockey player and fought a lot. You get these all these great videos on YouTube of him just like, you know, <laughs> kicking somebody's ass or getting his ass kicked. But just to be like a young him, because you know your dad <laughs> is your dad, but to play him yeah. as a violent, pissed off, angry young man, yeah. it's, it's weird <laughs> to think hard, that, though. right? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I was like... uh all right, you know, this is a little little Jericho exclusive. All right. I'm giving you this. Thank you. But um, they were debating whether or not to keep uh, the office scene in the movie. Hmm. You know, that it was, uh, you know, I have no idea what the what the problem was, but I had to explain you know, what the office scene opinion. is. Oh, yeah, the office scene, it. for those who didn't see Straight Outta Compton, um, a man by the name of Brian Turner, who's uh, my representative at Priority Records, Promise me uh, an advance on the album, and when I'm here to collect, he's uh, he's not gonna give it to me. So mm -hmm. I go to big, I go to some sporting goods store, <laughs> and I buy a bat, and uh, you know, I, I I redecorate, and then I end up getting it. You know, I had a baby on the way, and the best part about that scene is me yelling, "I have a baby on the way," because I'm that baby, Chris. <laughs> Gave myself a shout out in the movie. That's some Back to the Future type shit. Yeah, dude. I had to pick the baby who played me. I didn't want to touch him. Really? Yeah, dude. I was you like, we're going to like mix. Yeah, dude. You have, yeah. you're playing your parents, but your parents behind the camera is the weirdest thing. Like the time space continuum. If you meet your own baby, do you blow you up or something? Fading. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, does your nah. picture start fading? We need to finish this picture. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I, how did you feel like uh, when it was done? Were you nervous about the reception and what people would think when it came out? Dude, the first three times, I couldn't help but be, like, nauseous. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't laugh at my jokes because I knew them already. Mm -hmm. When you see it with a crowd and you see the crowd appreciate little things you put in, that's how you know they're really watching you. And as a writer, like, that's what, you know, that's what I live for. So to do it as the actor was something I couldn't 
I never imagined. I never thought I'd be an actor. You know, I wanted to be behind the scenes. I wanted to mm. be rich and not famous. You know, like <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, I should have been in tech. That's, <laughs> that's all I keep telling myself. <laughs> so then it comes out and it's a huge hit. Like this is a big worldwide hit everywhere. You know, they, were you doing the, the press for it and going to all the premieres and that sort of thing? You're on the fast track now. Yeah, dude, that, uh, that was a hell of a ride for sure. To be on the other side of the cameras, to be you know, answering the questions. instead. I've been watching my dad do this forever. He always uses Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson as examples because their fathers were in the league and they hmm. watched and then they, you know, bred champions. So it, it, it's, it was incredible to be able to have that with new friends and my castmates. My, me and my castmates, we really knew that we had to be lifelong friends in two months. Right. You know, so it was... You know, we still have a group chat. You know, uh, everybody's doing their projects now, but we stay in contact still because it's hard to break that up. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain times where I'll be hearing an NWA song and call them and be like, we on the radio. You know, <laughs> it's just like that feeling of we had to re-record the whole album. It's just certain chemistry things that 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 went into that film and that that went into that whole ride of the the memes straight out of Compton it being played Gosh. during the finals Oprah tweeting it straight out of something where yes, it was like straight out of straight Winnipeg out of straight out of wherever yeah like a dream so you re-recorded the whole straight out of Compton record even records not in the movie which I said you know this is not going to be in the movie but let's do it anyway and uh it it was you feel attached you feel like you them is that why you did it? So you would kind of as a that's our uh, that's our our director F Gary Gray. You know mm -hmm. he uh, he did everything he could to morph you know us new kid. Well, I was the new kid, but mm -hmm. you know uh, into the eighties. He gave us USB with uh, like over a hundred songs of of just that time period and and really trying to get you to cut your lingo out. We'll stop production because if you say a word, you know, like you gotta be on your. Uh, Wow, right. Being like 25 years old, 2016, and now you have to pretend it's 86. Can't say hella. <laughs> so That's what, so hard. What kind of stuff did you have to say? Because I am a kid of the 80s, Dude, and what kind of football. stuff is so out of touch now? Dope had to be, dope got to be in there. Uh, Mark, uh, Gankin, uh, we had to What's say. What's a Gankin? Uh, a gank is like, when you ganking somebody, is like when you, you when you jack somebody, or when okay. you're trying to fool somebody, fugue somebody. Yeah. So you got to like, get that lingo down without snapping into your old self and after a while though you start talking like them throughout your day so what else is there so dope had to be in there ganking what else you have fresh uh <laughs> fresh, fresh guys fly around at that Mark, point fly yeah fly is one you know yep that that's definitely in there um fly man it was just like the most it, it, it could have been the most cliche movie of all time mm -hmm. You know, it was so such a thin line for that movie to just be a joke. Yeah, sure. The Jerry curls, the you know the, the you Lego, had to wear it, big yeah. dookie ropes, but we, we it, it was such a, a, a team effort. Maddie Libatique is our director of photography. We had a, such a crazy team that uh, people aren't even going to realize until we're all gone how dope this movie was. Dope. <laughs> it was dope. What can I say? But like I'm saying, yeah, there's a real chance it could turn out like an episode of Fresh Prince. <laughs> or right because that's all Left 80s early 90s you know wild clothes and all that sort of thing loud but when you're doing a period piece all that that's the the, the cars the clothes the, i mean the hairstyles of the girls even yeah. that sort of thing that uh that was always an experience was dealing with extras not dealing with extras <laughs> but like you know it uh some people just don't have apparel that is suitable mm. for back then so you got to get taken out you know it uh a lot of people got mad, but we're in the 80s. You know, it, it, we were really trying to reach a goal with our movie that was beyond anything anybody expected. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we did that. Absolutely you did. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the biggest compliment when you watch a period piece is that you forget that it's a period piece. Yeah, you're you know? just you, yeah, in the movie. In the so what was, like, the, uh, the, the rapper outfit in 1986? <sighs> oh, man, well... <laughs> White shoes always. I uh -huh. had a pair of white shoes every day. It was never the same shoe. Okay. That is some Universal Studios stuff right there. <laughs> but, so I had white Air Force Ones always, straight 80s. Jerry Curl dripping, never dry, never dry. Always like... Always, always shining, yeah. shirts destroyed. <laughs> uh, shiny starter jackets, you know, killing yeah. the game. Gold, everything, no silver. 
Okay. And uh, 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 pagers. <laughs> pagers. Easy had three pagers in that movie. I was so hurt. I can't get one. It's so funny. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is Jericho. Did you get any feedback from the from the other guys, like the, the real NWA guys, like Dre or, or Ram? Oh, yeah. They were on set every day. Mm, every okay. day watching over. Yeah, they. Uh, this is their baby. And in their eyes, they knew they had to do it right for Eric. You know, they had to make sure that Easy Story was told the right way because that is their, that's their goodbye to him. His life was taken so abruptly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one thing that's, one small detail that, that's not uh, displayed in the movie is that the conversation that him and my dad have in New York, you know, when they're at the bar just talking. At the end of that, my dad uh, tells the bar manager to take him home, mm-hmm. take him to the hotel. Everybody's gone. It's snowing outside. It's in New York. Tell Easy you're trying to roll with us. Easy says, I walk. Got pneumonia walking there, and pneumonia on top of the virus. That's what killed him, yeah. That'll, yeah, that'll do it for sure. Right, So right. that, you know, he was taken so abruptly from him that Straight Outta Compton works as their, you know, seal of the deal. And that on top of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, hmm. you know, they uh, they really sent it out the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicked that water off. That's even better. Were you, were, you, were you there this year at the Rock and Roll Hall of mm-hmm. Fame? Did we, we, Rocking out. Did I meet you after? Because I was there yeah, too. Yeah, I must yeah, have met you we, after. We, we, we would have been there. At Staples, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were at Staples at that uh that raw. But like like it was like probably like a couple weeks after the, the rock. Yeah, yeah, it's I, definitely on my phone. Yeah, if like I, I if safe. I if we would have known I was because I was there. Here's a, you, I think I told you about I'll tell you the story again. Is that my cousin and I go every year to the Rock and Roll of Fame. We love going. It's always a blast. And we always um we have some connections, so we sit down where all the tables are, mm. but we, we're not allowed to sit in it. We don't have seats. We just hang out in the back. Okay. So we were drinking. We were super hungry. We had super munchies, and everyone's the got all these d'oeuvres. beautiful <laughs> <laughs> hors d'oeuvres and fruit pastries. and pastries, and we're like, I mean, we're so hungry. Look at all these well. pastries. And then NWA, as soon as you guys, as soon as they finished, yeah. everybody left. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you guys Kill left, we went over and ate all your damn cookies, <laughs> man. So you could, you could we were starving. <laughs> we were starving. We went to Taco Bell. Oh, did you? After Taco Bell. <laughs> but how was that the Rock and Roll Because you mentioned it's Deep Purple, it's Cheap Trick, it's Chicago, and then right in the middle is NWA. Yeah, it's 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 not the expected thing. You know, mm-hmm. we had our our naysayers, but uh, it, it it's really something special. You know, it's really special to me personally because, you know, like I said before, I just want people to to appreciate my father for really, like, at what a young age he, he was thinking the way that he was thinking. And how old were they at that point? <laughs> he was the baby. All right. He was the, the 17-year-old Gosh. kid in high school, can't drive, kicking it with the older fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's there some nights where he got to go do homework. Mm-hmm. You know, he got he's trying to go to college. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's just certain times where he couldn't be with them because he was the youngest and for him to be the one behind the pen him and Ren uh wrote songs but you know the f the police uh boys in the hood like these songs for a teenager yeah yeah. it's heavy that means that there's so much on that kid's mind that people need to start paying attention a little Mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. so that's something that i wanted to come before he was long gone and for him to be able to Give that hell of a speech at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was great. Was like, Thank you. Cool. Why didn't they? Uh, why didn't they play? Was that ever discussed? That oh, play? that was. Um, can they play without Easy? Well, they they definitely can. You know, they got down at Coachella. Mm. Uh, they you know they had the the dope moment with Easy's picture in the background. Oh yeah. That you know that's you know goosebumps. Mm-hmm. But it, it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame situation. They just felt that. With the controversy from them being added, it, it just didn't feel right. And, you know, Dre 
personally didn't want to do it. And with them, if one person don't want to do it, they're not going to do it, right? Because yeah. there was the big controversy with Gene Simmons. <laughs> big, big Gene said that we like Gene. I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, we took pictures. I think I think we G- took pictures. Where'd you take pictures with Gene? Yeah, like you know, he's been backstage at places. Like yeah. I met him. It's like, damn. Yeah, he was saying, Broke my heart. Yeah, can't wait for rap will die or whatever. Or why is NWA in the Rock and Roll of Fame? But I, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, right. Thanks, Gene. What was the. What Go was LA the... Kiss. <laughs> 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 what was the attitude behind the scenes with all the all the boys and that kind of like. Oh, come on. It's NWA. Yeah. As soon as you tell them, you like. Yeah, oh, they'll, excuse they'll me. Tell right back. They right back at you. So it is, you know, they just keep it pushing and mm. they're. they're they're in such a such a unique position right now with having a classic off the jump that they uh they need to relish the moment and not pay attention to naysayers. Sure, of course. Like so, so now that you know, it's 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 great that you got to live these moments and kind of feel what it's like to to be you know Ice Cube, but you're you're your own guy. And now yeah. that you've gotten this huge step, what's what do you do? Like, okay, you come out of this movie. Mm. It's almost like the cliche. It's the role you were born to play. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So now what's the next step as a, as a budding actor? <sighs> Gotta play me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it, uh, you know, that that's something that has always been on the back of my head, you know, and I, I can't speak for anybody else born, you know, into born on third base, as they say. Oh, yeah. But you, there's a certain point that you reach where you feel that, all right, I need to add. And it's not about being better than, you know, it's not about, okay, I need to top him. It's about taking what he's built and adding my, you know, this is my mm-hmm. section that I've added and keep it growing until you have an empire. So like <laughs> as, as far as me, you know, making my own name, it doesn't help that I have his name and then played but him in a movie. The exact name. Yeah, the You're exact O'Shea name. Jackson Jr. But yeah. the way that I hold on to that is he's Ice Cube. I'm I'm O'Shea. Yeah. I keep that on <laughs> lock. Know, yeah. know, I keep that on yeah. lock. So it is 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 a challenge, but say pressure makes diamonds, so I'm ready to go. That's a good one. For sure. Add that to the quotes we were yeah, talking about like earlier. That? How was it growing <laughs> up with the name O'Shea? It's a very unique you're the only O'Shea I've ever met. Nice, thank you. The only you one. know, I'm not Irish at all. Everyone, by the way, you <laughs> yeah, know, not he's a, a black lick. guy. He's not Irish. I'm definitely so you know. not Irish. You know, <laughs> not not an ounce in me. I don't know where the name came from. Uh, possibly a hat. Uh, I just, I'm glad it wasn't the the latter. It was between O'Shea and Orenthal. Ooh, and like you know, that's the real Muhammad McLovin of right. it all. You know, so I don't know. I never asked my grandparents. It was between Orenthal, I guess, because of OJ. Uh-huh. I don't know what swayed that. Yeah, but, what's good you know. they did in this day. Would you, did <laughs> teachers ever mispronounce your name? All the time. What would you get? Oshia. Oshia. Who do you really think this is my name? Like <laughs> as a kid, this is what I'm thinking. Now you're just trying to diss me. So it it, it, it always had its problems, and of course, kids on the play are like, that's easily turned into oh shit, like immediately. Oh yeah, come on now. I oh, was shit, cr- Chris. Chris Piss, you Come know, on now. the dumbest thing. It's not even creative. Have you ever seen that Key and Peele sketch where they, uh, the, 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 the the black teachers reading off the white Oh, A-A-Ron? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michelle. Yeah, it's Michelle. Jay no, it's Michelle. Jay Quillen. Jay Quillen, right, right. Yeah, Oshia. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Playing me, you know, and as a kid, it's humiliating. Now I got to hurt everyone in here. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we always say second generation, for example, for example, second generation wrestlers. Yeah. You mentioned The Rock earlier. I mean, actually, he's third generation, but yeah. you get guys like um i'm thinking all thirds but you get orton and guerrero and those type of guys and mm. uh, harry smith they're always good because mm. they just have a um a sixth sense because they're you know charlotte she's so good without even really knowing why Beast. because she grew up in in that environment you know yeah, so it, yeah. it, it's kind of the same for you probably natural actor and probably rapping as well because that's what you grew up in yeah just uh, you know around it on sets Mm-hmm. Backstage on tour buses, it, it my influences are definitely Kobe and The Rock. Hmm. You know they they are people who took their their family name and raised it to some to heights that they hadn't seen yet. You know, hmm. and that's my goal. You know, that's where I'm trying to take it. I'm trying to make sure that this Jackson, you know, that 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 goes somewhere, and so from there, like I'll be able to to. You know, just keep it running. I, I, we've 
all looked at my father like, we got to help him. You know, mm. we have to help him. We cannot let him do this on his own. So, you know, uh, I'm ready. Hmm. You know, me and my older brother, he's a executive, uh, no, he's an associate producer on Straight Outta Compton, Daryl. Shout out to Daryl. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're making moves. And uh, hopefully this year or the next one, we'll be able to make some announcements that are uh, going to be pretty crazy. He grew up ambitious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah you got to go get it. Yeah. yeah. There's no, it's not going to just happen. When when you're talking about, um, you know, uh, when you came out of Compton, was there like suddenly you were the new guy in the block? Is everyone calling you or yeah. do you start off to call? Like, how does it work? Like I mentioned before, are you picking up the phone now or are you having to like, <laughs> hey guys, I was in this movie and can I come audition for your flick? Or Yeah, I, I, it's not a hard work. It's a lot of work, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, to make sure that you go to every meeting, to make sure that you have things memorized, things that you have to make sure you get across in a meeting or just things that you are constantly going through your phone. I yeah. run out of battery so quick nowadays. <laughs> and the best part about after Compton was that all my exes get to see me on billboards all over the city. It always boils Posted, back to that. tagged me. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Yeah, where were you when you yeah, dumped yeah. me, baby? Changed my number. <laughs> I changed my number for the first time since seventh grade. Really? Yeah. Get rid of everyone. I changed. <laughs> You've gone Hollywood, dude. Damn right I went Hollywood. <laughs> you mentioned Kobe a couple times. Did you, uh, uh, did you ever get a chance to, to meet him? Yeah. Uh, not knowing what to say. We talked about shoes. Yeah. Shoes. That's what you say to your idol. Okay. <laughs> but if... if if I could talk to him now, you know, he's got hella time on his hands. <laughs> he uh, uh, he definitely has been such an inspiration for me, my older brother. Really so many people in Los Angeles, he taught us to never settle. And when, when they tell you to rip their hearts out, you know, mm. that's like the Kobe way. And, and I'm definitely touched by his, his, his whole career. You know, he's my Michael Jordan and... Michael Jordan said he could beat him in one-on-one because he took his moves and added to it. And that's like, that just falls back into the circle of what I'm doing. What you're talking Kobe about. Brian. You a big uh, movie fan too? <sighs> yeah. What, what's your jam? What do you like? Favorite movie all time. I'll take the remote and break it if it's on. Big Lebowski. Dude. The dude abides. I'm, I am, I would say, I've said it before, it, probably my favorite movie of all time is Big Lebowski. I'm not even joking. All time. Walter Subcheck is the like Han Solo of that movie. The best chemistry between two guys is between Walter and the dude in possibly <laughs> any movie ever. Just those two guys yeah, interacting, right. you know what I mean? So good. So good. Classic. I Just a per perfect example of like preposterous situation after preposterous situation. And it's really nothing happens. Nothing happens. You know? He just pisses on the rug. Like, that's the whole movie. You give me a rug, roll credits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me the rug. Roll you credits. You know what I mean? Love it. So many great nuances in that movie, right? Love it. Did you ever hear they were going to do a sequel for that? They were thinking about no, it no, for a while? No. Please don't. Yeah, don't touch it, right? God, it's like Dumb and Dumber. Oh, that really bugged me because why would you wait yeah. 20 years to do a sequel to that? And then it turns out as bad as it did. I mean, let's be honest. We're not burying anybody, but it was the shits. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's just timely. That that was a timely comedy. So mm -hmm. if you don't, if you miss the time, it's not going to be there just like that. You know, and the it, chemistry too, right? Yeah, the chemistry. It, it's just so many things that that go into into good films that they're like they're a lightning strike. You know, mm -hmm. when a it's rare to see it strike twice. So you were talking about how you went to film school and and and. Yeah, you're an auteur. Yeah, yeah, you know. What, 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 like, you're talking about Lebowski. Like, what is it to you that makes a, a good movie? Oh, the, the best movies avoid letting you know you're watching a movie. You know, there, there's so many cliches that happen in movies that let you know it's make-believe, you know? Everybody's expecting the game-winning shot to go in for, the, for mm -hmm. your, you know, the team you're rooting for. But when it misses, that affects you. You know, that that really touches you. So I, I, I love movies where directors show their style. Like The Big Lebowski was the first movie where I could tell when it was broken into acts. Like when he has the uh, the bowling dream, you know, mm -hmm. that's the end of act one. When he has the scissors dream, that's the end of act two. So like Because that, I feel Johnson Lebowski. Yeah, <laughs> Flea. Shout out yeah, to Flea, yeah. Laker fan. <laughs> so, you know, that was the first movie that showed me, okay, like, 
this is the format I always see, but you can put your own flip on it. And it makes it a film. Hmm. You know, there's a difference between a, a, a movie, I call them popcorn movies, because you can go to the bathroom. You feel like, all right, this is a good time. Mm-hmm. A film is supposed to have you locked in where you don't know when you can go. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know when. because You, you don't want to miss, miss anything. Yeah, you don't want to miss anything. Right. And that that... You can kind of feel it when you're watching it, like, yeah, this is a film. Like, The Dark Knight opposed to Batman Forever. You know, like, this is a movie, and this is, like, a the real deal. Mm-hmm. You know, that no disrespect to Tim Burton. But, you know, it's just a, a different prestige. Mm-hmm, different vibe. Yeah. What about, are you a Star Wars guy? You mentioned Han Solo yeah. a couple times, right? Yeah, Han Solo is What did man. you think of, um, of uh, why does it escape me right now? What's the last movie called? Force Awakens. Seven. Force Awakens. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Seven. Seventh one. <laughs> Force Awakens was a... Uh, I was nervous that whole, you know, the whole movie, like, please, please. Don't, don't. Dumb and Dumber to me please on this. Don't. Yeah, yeah. And it, I feel like, personally, you know, my nerd within me feels that the things that they're displaying are so obvious that it has to be a trick. Like, it cannot be this laid out within the first movie. Like, you cannot be able to predict hmm. everything. So I, I really feel like everybody needs to give it a, a shot because they're going to flip the tables on us, and you just got to See, watch. But I, I thought that it was pretty good how they were. I thought it was a great mix of a new Star Wars movie with the feeling and the vibe of A New Hope. There was enough they playfulness. They Jurassic World it. The, right. Yeah. They updated what worked in 1, 4, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, 77 movie Seven. up Whew. until now. And I thought like there was enough kind of cool vibes and stuff in there, like the monster in the in the Millennium Falcon or the mm-hmm. you know all that sort of stuff you would see the Millennium in Falcon Empire. Got the most claps when I saw <laughs> when, when they take the left turn and it's the Falcon there. Oh yeah, come on, yeah, come on, you gotta stand right? up. But how about when spoiler alert from a movie that was eight months ago? Spoiler, I don't want to hear anybody going spoiler alert because it's over. The statute of limitations is closed in the spoiler when Han Solo dies. What? What? <laughs> you son of a bitch! Yeah, that was uh. I didn't like how the bad guy's hair was so feathered. You know, after he took the helmet off, I was like, all right. You know, that looks a little falsity. So <laughs> falsity. It, you know, a little falsity. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you kind of felt that one, too. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody hugs in Star Wars. That's like a rule. You guys, come on now. <laughs> but that, to me, was like, I mean, you see the full circle of going to the theater in New Hope when I was, I think, six or five or something like this. And then now you grew up with this character. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Han Solo is a party. I've been Han Solo a thousand times in the playground, you know, all this other stuff. Right. So when you see that happen, I mean, that's the, also to me is a sign of a good movie when, when you have an emotional attachment to the characters that you're watching and you really believe it and you're into it. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of care. it is like watching wrestling, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, for, uh, yeah. For when, when I hated Hulk Hogan. Really? <laughs> yeah, when he came to when he came to uh, you know the federation and started all that mess with rock and they uh, spray painted NWO on I was like, I'm gonna kill this old man. <laughs> like, I'm gonna find him. <laughs> so you know I, I definitely appreciate that Rocky is another one of those movies. Rocky's such a he's such an impactful character on so many people's lives that well first of all he has a statue. He's yeah, fictional. In Philly. But you know. Yeah. Shout out to Philly. Uh Rocky almost got an Oscar because of the the change he did in Creed. Like, they had fallen in love with that character so much, as soon as he flipped, you know, he almost got, he almost he got almost the, the Best goal. supporting actor, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that, that to have a, a, a monumental character, as far as, like, Han Solo and, and to kill him. And Rocky, yeah. Well, I thought yeah. it was going to be Chewy. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I, 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 no, he's got grays. I had a feeling, though, that, that because I had heard that Harrison Ford wanted Han Solo to die in, in, uh, in Return of the Jedi. Take it easy, Harrison. And, you know, Harrison's got a little bit of a, of a reputation of being kind of a, a crotchety, cranky guy. And I was thinking, there's no way he's going to come back and do more of these. He probably went, all right, I'll do this, but you're killing me off. Kill me off. Because I ain't coming back. You understand? <laughs> no, man. You got to come back. Android. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Android, right? Yeah, we're going to Walking Dead you. It's going to be good. Shout out to the Walking Dead. <laughs> we're doing a lot of shout outs today. Yeah, you know. Here, here's the Jericho drinking game today. If you, you take <laughs> oh, a yeah, sip, sure. every time there's a shout out. Killing this water here, by the way. <laughs> I know. We're just drinking it down. You. Are you a Walking Dead guy, too? Oh, my, uh, all my co stars uh, straight out of Compton have been on Walking Dead. Really? So that's all they talk. And they all been injured like within the first two weeks. How do you mean? Like, you know, like, Aldis hurt his hand. Corey, uh, like, some steel door. 
Really? And, like sprained his ankle. He had a boot during promotion for Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. So they were all on Walking Dead. Like, all were on, on Walking, walking Dead. Dead. And had they all? What characters did they play? Did they all die? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but Corey, uh, my man Corey, who's actually, if I'm not mistaken, he's Jack Bauer. He's going to be the new Jack Bauer. Wow. Yeah. How about you? All so right. um, Corey is a recurring character on Walking Dead. But mm. I told him, when you die, you might still be on there for like five episodes. <laughs> yeah. Walking Dead. So yeah, that's right. That's they right. got him for a while. Yeah, they got him locked in. Locked in. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So let's talk a little more about about wrestling. Um, What are some of your favorite performers? You mentioned Taker. Who else else are you into? You know, just because you said Taker, then the last time I saw him, Shane McMahon. Now, Shane McMahon, as a kid, I was very annoyed by him, by everything he was doing. But his match against Shawn Michaels, he had a match against Shawn Michaels where I was like, wow, this is like, that's the best match I've ever seen. Taker and Shawn? No, no, Shawn Michaels and Shane. When was that? Shawn and Shane go at it where Shawn is just, he whoops Shane's ass. But they go at it. I think it's one of the WrestleManias. Wow, I don't remember that, that. that. It was such a like. I've never seen Sean that aggressive, first off, you know, not even, you know, DX days, but Shane goes there and he doesn't have to. Like, you don't have to. You got McMahon on the back. You got you McMahon know? money. You yeah. don't have to. And he just does it. For the See, company. but you can understand that, though. He's Vince's kid under the shadow of Vince. He wants to make his own name, right? Yeah. And when, when that music hits, look, listen to him now. Yeah. Come on now. He's Shane always O'Mac. been in that kind of vibe, though, right? He's always been the shuffle. God, I hate him. <laughs> it's just so many memories of like me going, like staying up late on Mondays, got homework that I haven't done yet. You know, just really just in it. Like it was the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to watch it. I have to watch it. Watch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my did, life. Did your dad always kind of keep a, um, like if you didn't do your homework, you're getting in trouble. There's ramifications. Oh, yeah. You got to be, you know. Just because you got that Ice Cube name on your back, it yeah, doesn't you, mean shit. It doesn't mean, yeah, they don't care. Yeah, you know, which they, is the way it should be. Care. That's yeah, why exactly. I'm with my kids too. You know, it's just about preparing them to win. You know, that's really what my parents. I, I look at everything that they did was just preparing me to be a winner. You know, to really try to look at things differently than everyone else. To be able to appreciate small things. To be able to articulate myself in, in ways that. You know, most people that I know my age don't even try. You know, we're all texting so damn much. We're all mm-hmm. typing so damn much that some of my friends can't even handwrite anymore. You know, it's just like gotten to that point right. where they will probably write LOL, you know, <laughs> handwritten. So it's, it's, it's something special to, to teach your kids these, these little tools that people are going to be obsolete if, it, mm-hmm. if it's not for parents like that. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I, I think at some point, the way the world is going, you won't even have to leave your house yeah, like, ever like, or talk to anybody ever. I got to take you to school, get that Uber. Yeah, yeah, take Uber, the Uber to school or just Postmates. do it online. Yeah, just do, do school it online. online, you know? My aunt is like 85 years old and she was talking, she, said, she says, I bet you seeing how the world has progressed over the last 50 years, at some point people just will not even talk. It'll be you and I just texting each other while sitting Definitely. across from each other. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's, that's how it is now. You yeah. Know, if, you, if you go out, if I go out with some friends, we go out to a club, we go out to anywhere, there's going to be a moment where everybody has blue faces because of the light, you know, just because they're on their mm-hmm. phone. They're all mm-hmm. locked in. And who are you texting? All your friends are here. How <laughs> was it for you? Uh, you mentioned going out to the club. Did a lot of people recognize you now? A lot of people recognize me before, but now that, you know, you're a household name and you're on MTV, mm-hmm. you know, you're... <laughs> MTV they want to touch you you know yeah. like they just want to just watch you and that's when you start to feel like a zoo animal mm-hmm. you know you got to start paying for tickets people you know <laughs> yeah. it's uh when you go everywhere and all you see is this mm-hmm. I'm, I'm acting like I'm recording on the phone yeah that light that stupid flash on this I hate that light mm-hmm. I see it everywhere 
you know, and another thing too is that now everybody has a camera, so yeah. like y- there's no commitment. Like if you want to take a picture with somebody, you would wait outside of a venue, but you'd have your camera, you'd bring it. Now it's no. just like, oh, Got who it. are you again? Okay, yep. snap. Yeah, selfie there, selfie, selfie, selfie. And it's it, people in the light. They don't understand that as soon as you walk out the door now nowadays, you're working. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have to be presentable. You have to be. You have to make sure that your business isn't put out there. Who's around you? Who's doing what near you mm-hmm. you know you just always have to be on your toes and after a while that can be exhausting but as far as the fans go i always stop to take pictures you know because i know if i was them and if i got that no it would mess me up mm-hmm. you know and they don't know when they'll ever see me again so it's, i just accept it you know i appreciate that you even want to mm-hmm. but when you don't know who i am and you take a picture and you ask me so who are you you got the picture that's <laughs> your grandparent who are you again? I don't know. I don't have a clue who you are, but my kid likes you. Yeah. You know, here's Thanks. One, here's one that's always hard, too. It's like, are you who I think you are? Maybe. I'm like, I'm not Perhaps. sure. Right. Is this a game? Kobe uh, Bryant. Yeah, Kobe Bryant, right? <laughs> Kobe Bryant. <laughs> my, my mom saw you when I was, she told me this when I was a younger kid. So, you know, I was upset about it. But you were in the Rouse by my house. Really? Over, over on, uh. Okay. <laughs> over, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, but that, uh. Yeah, it definitely was him. Really? Uh, so yeah, dude. So we've seen you. Ah, wow! I didn't out. even know I was being. So Watch you never out. know, right? You never know. I wonder what I was buying at Ralph's. <sighs> You're about to get the was, RKO, no, man. I was buying a coffee can to put my friend's ashes in it. <laughs> Lebowski callback. Rest in peace, Donnie. Donnie, you're out of your element. (laughs) You're out of your element. We don't roll. We don't roll. Still the best. If you guys haven't seen Big Lebowski, you got to watch it. Change your life. One of the best movies and one of the funniest movies, but it's not in your face comedy. It's very subtle. Yeah, very subtle. Very subtle comedy. Very subtle. Absolutely. The the marmot. Yeah. It's very. What is a marmot? I don't even know. I'm going to Google it. They stick stick a marmot in the bathtub. So, Uh, (laughs) last question. What's your favorite match that you've ever seen? If you had to pick one, if I had to pick one, my favorite match, it, it, it would definitely that that you know that that Shawn Michaels. I have to shit. check that one out because I have oh, no memory. Oh, of that. What about a? Oh, I hated Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. I was mm. so emotionally scarred as a as a fan. You and know, why that, is that? That is supposed to be like. The Super Bowl, Epic, right? you know, that's supposed to like the ring is supposed to explode. Like it's just supposed to be chaos, and you know, it, it just he misses the flip, and it, it it just wasn't everything that he was hyped up to be. And for it to be WrestleMania, I was hurt. Now, do you know, like, okay, so being such a fan, and now how the talking about how things have progressed on your phone, also, you can go online and read everything or listen to a podcast. Did you know at the time that Goldberg was leaving and that Brock was quitting? When that no. match happened, Didn't do you know. do you know that now? I mean, now that Chris I just told Jericho, you, yeah, that's why that match was so rotten because neither guy cared. It it showed, you know, <laughs> it, it it for sure showed. One of my wor- my match that I hate the like the most, forever the scar, Stone Cold, WrestleMania seventeen, him and Vince McMahon team up to just destroy The Rock. Mm. And I was like, I'll never forgive you, Stone Cold. <laughs> and I never forgave him since. But it never, never, never since? Even now. I met him. Even now. You don't even care. I don't care. And you, uh, didn't he kill Chris Rock in a, <laughs> what's that movie? Expendables uh, No, no, no. The Adam Sandler movie. Oh, uh, 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 Longest Yard. Yeah, Longest Yard. Yeah. So hold on. So now he teams with Vince and he killed Chris Rock. And he killed Chris Rock. Stone Cold, you know, you're on, son man. of a bitch. You're a son of a bitch, <laughs> 316, man. 316, my ass. Come on, Stone Cold. <laughs> Dude, Oshia. Yeah, man. Oshia. Christ. <laughs> Good talking to you, man. It's been dope talking to you. Dude. It's been dope. It's been, oh, can't say hella. It's yeah. been ganking. It's been, does that fit? No, not at all, man. Okay. You're putting it, you're putting a triangle in a circle right now. It's all right. Chris Jericho, Y2J. I, yeah, I'm from Canada, man. I'm from the hood. <laughs> I need some maple syrup. Next yeah, time, man. Now. All right. Had a great time with O'Shea Jackson. So glad we could hook that up. Uh, we worked on it for a while. And if you haven't seen Straight Outta Compton yet, you got to check it out. It is a tremendous movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it learned so much about NWA, and it's great to see kind of the hip hop culture in the uh, in the '80s and how things were. I think it's one you should probably own yourself. Uh, so go get it at Amazon. All right. And please use the Talk Is Jericho Amazon links to make your parachutes. It's the easiest way to support Talk Is Jericho and a great way to get your holiday shopping done with no hassles or crowded malls 
Shares to all you sitting at home now doing some serious online holiday shopping in nothing but your MeUndies, right? You can also find my Amazon links at podcast1.com. Click on the killer deals button in the top right corner of the page. Then hit the Talk is Jericho button. I got Amazon links for the USA, UK, Canada, A. Every time you use the Talk is Jericho Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a small percentage of the show to help us cover production costs. You can buy just about anything you can think of on Amazon and using the Talk is Jericho Amazon links won't cost you anything extra. No hidden fees or extra houses. Just go to podcast1.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page. Then hit the Talk is Jericho button. All right, You'll also find all my other great sponsors there as well. ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Still, you can get 25% off all DDP Yoga stuff on ddpyoga.com. That includes the program. Three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Swag, everything else, ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Don't forget DraftKings. Use my promo code Y2J to play for free with no deposit this weekend. Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com and put my promo code Jericho in the search bar to get your family gift pack for just $49.99. There's so much great food in there. Uh, thanks for checking those out. And thanks for checking out the Jericho Network at Podcast One. We keep you entertained uh, most of the week. Of course, talk is Jericho every Wednesday, Friday. Killing the town with Storm and Cyrus every Tuesday. About as smart, as intellectual of a discussion you're going to get about pro wrestling from uh, Lance Storm and, and Cyrus, who is uh, such a heel, starting up a huge uh, angle, a huge feud with Disco Inferno. Of course, he's from Keeping It 100 with Conan. They're on Thursdays. Conan, KG, and Disco Inferno opinionated, funny. You never know what they might say or do in any given episode. Disco and Cyrus heading for a showdown, though, I think. And then there's Team Tiger Awesome. Don't forget about the hilarious Monday Truly Engage every Sunday as they give their hilarious take on everything pop culture. This week, they're talking about Space Jam. That's right. Michael Jordan's uh, classic movie, Space Jam. So go to iTunes, hit the subscribe button on all those Jericho Network shows, and we're getting ready to do our fifth, uh, fourth Jericho Network shows coming up very, very soon within the next couple weeks. And in the meantime, and in between time, go check out all the shows on uh, iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and review, and we appreciate that. And all right, of course, don't forget, March 15th, 2017, only 101 days and counting. It's the biggest podcast ever. When Mick Foley joins Talk is Jericho, the countdown rolls on. We're getting down to it. Thank you so much for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next and next Wednesday. We're heading back to the paranormal. That's right, Emmy Bruni. Uh, Talk is Jericho alumni returns along with her partner Adam Barry and they're the hosts of the new paranormal show on TLC called Kindred Spirits. It's about people that are haunted by their loved ones and Amy and Adam go and uh, find out exactly what the story is find out what the reason for the hauntings and try and uh, help the families and the uh, paranormal entities that live in the houses. You're not going to want to miss the Kindred Spirits show right here next Wednesday on Talk is Jericho. Stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love and hugs and a big yeah... Well, it was a paranormal show on Wednesday, so how about a yeah, See what I did there? Yeah, boy! You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com.